This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I am here with Eric. Eric, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great today, Todd, and pretty excited about the next edition of the self-indulgent audio autobiography. It's a tongue twister, to say the least. It's, it's, it's a lot of words. It is, it is. And yes. I think in the last iteration, you, you have completed much of your elementary school, and you're now moving on to, I guess you would call, would be middle be a little bit like what's it uh, I mean, what's what's it, the old term they called it uh before you got to high school um, junior high yeah junior high i don't yeah. hear that here i don't hear that term anymore i don't know if they no. use that well we i mean they didn't use it even then like technically you know our story picks up i'm in middle school in seventh yeah, grade sure but we didn't call it middle school because it was a k through seven and it was all just like I'm, they didn't really refer to it as anything special or different but for most people that's middle school and then sure Eighth grade was its own building, its own thing, which, yeah, most folks would call junior high, but we just all called it South because it was that was the name of the school South. Yeah. Yeah. You had um, you had, you know, and, and what I've realized is that Martin's Ferry and, and maybe m- many locations across the United States, they all have their own little rules here of like, when do you go to certain schools? Because I yeah. think several schools are like sixth, seventh and eighth you know, and or right. seventh and eighth are by themselves or this or that. And it's, you know, it's not until you get to high school. I mean, I think routinely ninth through 12th should be in the same building, but I've heard somewhere like seventh and eighth are now in the same building. So it's just, right. I don't know if there's a platform and I guess it's just a matter of how many schools do you have in your area? You know, when were they built and right. uh, what is, what makes the most sense from a teacher perspective and resources? So, yeah. And of course, all of these schools I mentioned are, are no longer in like Elm School is no longer standing. Uh, no, South School still exists as some semi-abandoned structure that is now. I think been it's a part. Some kind of commercial center? use. Something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they, at one they, point in time there was like a um, sign outside that was like for you could book for like children's parties. So no. I don't know if that still exists or not. I I don't know, but they they built a brand new K through 12, and that's what Martin's Ferry folks do nowadays. But Back in my day, they were they were different schools. Those buses yeah, we, all around. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we pick up our story. We had just moved to Martin's Ferry proper from Yorkville. Um, so this was the first time living like in town. Like prior to this, it was all like living out in the country. And I guess Yorkville, we were kind of on the outskirts, but Yorkville was not really a major city. <laughs> it was not, you know, no, not you very still, big. You weren't like. Um, it would be da- you'd have to pass like intersections or whatever to walk to get to the town, right? Because you were up kind of oh, like yeah. oh, kind yeah. of to country. Get, to get from our house to to Yorkville, you had to cross um, all the on and off ramps for Route yeah. Seven, which was something of a fun proposition, um, and and kind of frightening now that I think of it, because I would have been how old are you in the sixth grade? Like 12, uh, 11, 13, 12. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's how, that's how old I would have been. And mm-hmm. I was, allo- I was allowed to, to do that by myself. 
But what's even more concerning, I guess, I don't know, is that I used to take Crystal with me. Like, she and I used to walk down, and there was a laundromat oh. you could go to that, oh, like yeah. a candy machine. <laughs> you, could, uh-huh. you could get stuff. So it's it's me and what would have been my, what, four- or five-year-old sister? Whew. Yeah, Hot that's... Putting uh... it across the, the on and off ramps for, for Route 7. Like, that's that's... So the equivalent yeah, it was a different those, time. <laughs> yeah, for those that know us now, if you know my daughter Lainey and then you know my son Miles, it's that equivalent. Yeah. It would be Lainey yeah. taking Miles to a laundromat <laughs> blocks yeah. away across several highway on ramps and so forth. So yeah, times were were different and yeah. uh, that is that is what it is. Um yeah. so yeah, so you're now in town. Yes, in Martin's which... Ferry, life is a little different. Oh, yes. It says I was now suddenly able to to walk to the library, walk downtown to you know the toy store and, and whatever. Like I was able to move around and go places. Um, you know, my my friends lived in town. I could walk to my friend's house because previously it's like, yeah, you know, I could go next door to Matt's or across the street to Bruce's when we lived out in the sticks. End of list. Like I had a bunch of school friends, but I never saw them outside of school because that involved. Sure someone driving Yorkville is kind of the same situation. I think there was maybe one person I knew who was within walking distance. And even that wasn't, didn't happen very often, but like a whole new world opened up to me when we got into, into ferry. Like I said, we went to, I went to, to Elm school and I, we didn't move right at the beginning of the school year. Like I want to say it was like six weeks in or nine weeks in, which was weird to start school at a brand new place not even at the same time as everybody that was kind of weird and there was some sort of kerfluffle with my paperwork and my records because within the seventh grade they had uh, everybody broken into three groups the a b and c group and the a group were like all of the the smart kids the accelerated folk the 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 folks who were all taking pre-algebra and you know advanced whatever whatever the C group was kind of the slower folks. And then the B group was just kind of the average in the middle folks. Sure. Had my records gotten there, I probably would have been put in the A group because I was a pretty smart kid. But because that wasn't the case, they just went, well, we'll throw them in the middle. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> um, which worked out fine. Um, I was going to say, what was the worst that happened? Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing real. I mean, okay. basically, I I did not take pre-algebra. All right. And so in the eighth grade, you know, I should have taken pre-algebra and all the people in the A group sure. would have taken algebra. As it turns out, at the end of the seventh grade year, they give you like a like a like a test. OK, like some, like an algebra test. Like, let's let's see how you do. And that well, that'll determine which which math we put you in. Do we put you in just regular math? Do we put you in pre-algebra? Or do we go ahead and put you in algebra? And even not having taken pre-algebra, I damn near aced it. So I basically skipped pre-algebra. All right, well, that, <laughs> there you go. Algebra, which was nice. I mean, ultimately, here and now, that had no real effect. That had yeah. no long-lasting impact at all. But at the time, it was kind of a big deal. Um, it gave me a really big head. And <laughs> sure. Well, and the and this the side effect of that was, you know, in, when eighth grade started, and we all go to sit down in in algebra class. Um, I can't remember her name, but there was, you know, a fellow student, who, you know, I guess worked hard to get where she was, 
and she was pissed off that I, you know, oh, skipped ahead. And she full on looked at me and, and said, you didn't go to pre-algebra. I did. I worked. I worked hard to get here. I hope you fail. I was like, whoa, OK, like that was that was not something I was expecting. That's pretty um, harsh. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. hardcore there. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's like I said, it, it was all fine. The, the worst that could happen was that one person got salty and told me that they wished that I would fail, which mm. spoiler warning, I did not. Oh, good, 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 good. good. You broke that for us. We, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, the uh, whole pre-algebra, all that stuff is always confusing to me. I don't know why. I, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I managed to skip pre-algebra too. Also, I should say not nice. pre-algebra nice. too. Um, but I don't know how that happened. And to, to this day, I have zero idea of algebra and all that stuff. Yeah. No. Oh, it's long past me. So, so yeah. you're now, so you're in Martin's Ferry. You got it. You start in the middle of the year. You're you're with a bunch of the B kids. You're 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 pretty you're pretty proud of yourself, and you're an egomaniac at this point in time. So no, the uh, what what is um what's I know where we live. So we live kind of like in the middle of town. So yeah. there were you know there were tennis courts where you could play. There were easy access to what would be the high school and a yeah. convenience store. Um, is this when you met up with friends, or how long did it take, or or kind of how did you so, find yourself mingling here in Martin's Ferry? So, um, like I said, it was a little awkward meeting because everybody was new to me. Yeah. And I kind of came in midstream. Um, all of the, you know, the the popular kids, the, the jocks and whatnot, of course, you know, dove on this opportunity to pick on the scrawny, nerdy kid. Sure. Shock and surprise. No, yeah. no, whatever. Um you know, it, it sucked, but it was fine. Like I didn't literally get beaten up very often. Uh, it was this it, was it, the eighties. It was more verbal so. abuse and whatnot. Like it was more just you know getting picked on and 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 razzed and whatever. Uh, but there were there were a few 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 guys uh, that I hung out with. Um, that's where I met um, Jeff B. We'll call him because there are several Jeffs that show up in this story. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, he and I hung out. Um, I guess I should I should take a quick side note here and make mention that seventh and eighth grade I was I I was that was pre atheist Todd. Um, okay. You know we we grew up Christian. We went to church every you know every Sunday, even when we lived out in the sticks and whatever. Uh, you know, vacation Bible school was a thing. There were points where we would do both Sunday morning and Sunday evening services. With the occasional other thing happening. Well, when we, the church that we we attended at this time in life was actually in Martin's Ferry and walking distance from our house. Yes. Um, yeah. And so we started having a Sunday morning service, Sunday evening service, uh, Wednesday night uh, youth group. Frankly, if there was anything else happening at that church, odds are we were there. And like I said, at this point... I was still of the faith and it was very, very upbeat, up-tempo sort of a thing. Um, the Pentecostals are the folks who, who do the speaking in tongues situation. Yeah. Known and as the Holy Rollers. The, I mean, sure. I mean, they, they were definitely into it. The, the pastor whose name I forget was a very high, high energy sort of a guy, very, very uplifting, very positive, very high energy fella. 
and the the guy who ran the youth group i want to say ted perhaps Uh, (laughs) sure it's it's been it's been decades but he was also very friendly very high energy very you know everything you would hope for in a pastor and a youth pastor and so sort of as a as a result of a lot of exposure, <laughs> I guess, and and just a general good time and lots of support and happy, happy goodness. Over the course of the seventh grade year, I, I got sort of more and more into it to the point to where when eighth grade rolled around, I I was a, a full on Bible beating holy roller, like to the point of I would take my Bible with me to school and try and convert people um, on the Ooh. playground at lunchtime sort of <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, boy. You. Um, oh yeah, it was. It, you know, I would. There... I would love to run into somebody that only knows you from these grades. Like they were there long oh. enough. I remember that one kid who always was trying to convert. Oh my goodness. Um, oh yeah. Well, yeah. That's a, there that's was, a great visual. Well, there was there was there was one kid in the eighth grade. I guess uh, let me, before I go too far down that rabbit hole, I, there's not a lot to seventh grade. Like sure. I was I was I was moderate to heavy into Jesus. Uh, Jeff and I would run around terrorizing things. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, we weren't starting real fires, but we enjoyed playing with fire. Like there okay. were numerous instances where it was, Hey, let's, let's fill up this balloon with hairspray and, you know, light it on fire and see if it explodes, you know, just a lot of experimentation with, you know, okay. are, are you familiar with a, a show? I think it's on Netflix called, is it cake? <laughs> where there's yeah, I, yes super yes, realistic things and one yes. of them is cake we played is it flammable um oh, okay is Fair. is basically how that worked yeah um which were good times uh you know we ran around on bikes this was uh we used to go to the uh i can't remember if it's the vfw or the american legion but they had a bowling alley in a little back oh. room that had uh arcade consoles yeah. in it so okay Blew many a quarter playing Shinobi and or Xenophobe. <laughs> yeah, sure. Good, you know, good times there. And like I said, eighth grade is where things really start to start to take a hard turn and pivot. And like I said, got got super deep into Jesus. Um, eighth grade is also where. So growing up, we went to to um, Hilltop, which was K through four, and then you went to Steeple Valley, which was sure. five, five, six, and seven. I followed that path up until grade five, right? Okay. Meanwhile, Elm School, the school that I went to for seventh grade, was K through se- K through seven. Okay. Yeah. Martin's Ferry had a third school in town on on the the north end of town, impressively called North School. Well, yes. <laughs> that was also K through seven. So for the eighth grade year, all three of those schools converged into one unit. So you had a whole bunch of new people. Oh yeah, Everybody's for most new. folks, pretty like, much. Yeah. Well, for me, I just finished seventh grade with a third of these folks. Okay. Another third was coming from Steeple Valley, so I knew most of them. Okay. Because it was only like two years ago that I was yeah. in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So I knew all of them. So all the they folks could remember coming you. from from North School were were pretty new, but like two thirds of the folks I knew, which was good. One of which was my friend Mike who, you know, we weren't like super close friends, but we like knew each other and we, you know, would play, you know, He-Man on the playground, you know, in the, the lower grades. I um, but in the eighth grade, we 
we found ourselves in a lot of classes. We got to hanging out. We we got to be real good friends. I think that's where where I first started hanging out with Ray. You know, in school was like I said, school was good. We had the whole algebra situation. I was was very much into the the Jesus notion. There was there was a kid that was in a lot of my classes named Scott, who was a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. And he Ooh. and I would get into full on hardcore. Theological I was gonna say, debates. like I was it was gonna say, it, where's these battles? Yeah, oh. no, it, it's it, it 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 got it got it got heavy. It got real. Listen, um, so normally people are like, oh, there's going to be a fist fight outside or in the bathroom. And everybody's like, there's religion wars. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, oh, times are also, yeah, we're different in your day. <laughs> also, at this point, uh, this was the height of the, of the yo-yo situation. OK, yeah, um, I, I do recall this might be the first iteration of Todd that I remember um, <laughs> being the yo-yo man. Yeah, so there was a, there was a, a kid that I went to youth group with, who just had a yo-yo and could do some tricks, and I thought that was awesome. And so I got myself a yo-yo and and learned a bunch of tricks. And I would take it with me to school, and in lunchtime just sit there doing the yo-yo, doing tricks. And you know, shockingly, you know, the the super nerd geek boy playing with his yo-yo actually garnered some attention. And there was a low-level yo-yo craze. In the eighth grade Martin's Ferry school system, um, uh-huh. for whatever, what, I don't know what year that would have been, 80, 86, 87, something like okay. that. Yeah, where, you know, any given day on the playground, you'd look out and I'd say mm, a quarter of the kids would be out there with, with yo-yos. It was, it was the wildest thing. It you know, only lasted for a few months. Um, but, you know. It would be like the fidget spinner phase of modern kind of kind of I hadn't really thought about it in that that perspective but yeah well there's pretty much there's always there's always like you know there's those phases where yeah Pokemon Go was a big thing where everybody was on their phone right running around so it is not you know completely uncommon that there's the kids find something that is nifty and and they're into now let me ask you this because I mean with this whole yo-yo uh, aspect um there were I remember you had a there were different style yo-yos obviously yes yes and i remember several different tricks that you did so it is kind of fascinating in <laughs> in many ways this whole yo-yo uh deal but i do recall so i remember you having like a red yo-yo but it was kind of more like inverted top like it was like the butterfly like, okay yeah the style butterfly as you as yep. you call it uh, yeah. Like what kind of tricks were? Firstly, were you one of the best yo-yos in the school, or were you just average? Or were oh others? no, for, for for our school, I was I was the yo-yo guy because I okay. you know I'd been doing it for longer. I mean, longer in this case, you know, is measured in months at best. Sure. Um, and I just practiced, and I was and I was just into it. Um, you know, so you have you've got the the standard yo-yo, okay. which is exactly what you'd think of as a yo-yo. Yeah, sure. Um, and then there's the I think they called it the professional, which were which were skinnier. Okay. And then you had the butterfly, which was like like you know like you said, sort of the inverted top situation. The professional and the the regular, which I think Duncan called the imperial, <laughs> just to give it a fancy name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're we're good for doing like you know the 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 walk the dog the around the world the the the, the loopy tricks and the the you know getting the yo-yo to stall at the bottom and doing things with it. The ones where you like the little cradle thing where you like throw it down and sleep it and then do things with the string to turn it into a little cat's cradle situation. Okay. Yeah. 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 Those, those were good for that. Uh, the butterfly was good for 
tricks where you needed the yo-yo to turn back over on its string. Like my favorite thing was called the trapeze where you kind of shot the yo-yo sideways and put out your other, your offhand. You like held up a finger and made it so that it swung up under, crossed your finger and the yo-yo landed back on its own string. I um, remember several like, yeah, tricks yeah. like that you do. The butterfly was good for that because it sort of had a wider sort of opening and allowed for that. But no, I used to I used to be able to do all kinds of stuff. Can I still do that? I don't know. It's been a hot minute since I've had a yo-yo. I mean, I will say when we were back in the office, when we were when I was working in an office, I had like three or four yo-yos at my desk. And when I'd be on conference calls, I'd put on my headset and sort of pace around and I would have the yo-yo and would do stuff uh with it um so is so, it kind of like riding a bike and doing like a couple bike tricks i mean once you learn how to do it yeah you know, you yeah just need to stay a little I, fresh I, I with mean, it for me yeah like like i can like yeah i can pop right back into it probably if and i guess here's the thing if i've got a decent yo-yo because there is a well, difference in yo-yos like, well no they, i can tell there's a difference in yo-yos when you get a cheap one from like the dollar store yeah, and it's that, tough to thread it, it like now do, you're not getting anything done with that yeah with the good yo-yos do they have like a mechanism that allows them to like pop back up or make it easier for you to kind of like pop up? No, no. The, the, the yo-yo are, are two halves and a single axle in between. There's no mechanics. There's nothing to it. So what uh, makes one good versus bad? The string? The, the balance, the balance of the yo-yo, the, the axle quality, and then this, the string quality. Like you want to, you want, you want a well-balanced yo-yo with a very smooth axle and you want a you know a good string that the key is is the string is like a it's like a giant loop that goes around the axle and then just uh-huh. twists yeah. up to where your finger is. If you have a yo-yo where the string is actually attached to the axle, okay. you're never gonna like that will go up and down. End of story. You're never gonna be able to do any tricks with that. Okay. But a good but a good one if it's if the you know you've got the right you know um, string tension in a in a in a good axle when you throw it down the string stays down and it spins at the end of the string and it just hangs out there. We call that, you know, putting the yo-yo to sleep because it's down there sleeping. And then just a flick of the wrist gives just enough friction on the string to catch. And then it winds itself back up. All right. So where the hell did you learn how to do all that? Because there was no YouTube, right? Uh, like I said, there was, there, there was a kid there. There was one of the kids that was in youth group. He was a year or two older than us. And he just showed up and had a yo-yo. I'm like, oh, that's but awesome. But he does. And, but like and he, he showed, showed you, me, he was your I, mentor. I, basically, I, who taught him? I have no idea. Because you're well, like, the there was no that. YouTube. You just, you t- I mean, I don't know. Like I, I learned the basics from him. And then like, I feel like I might have like looked at some books for it. I'm wondering. Um, I'm wondering if there were like books involved or like videotapes or whatever at the library. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely cases. I'm just wondering, like, all right, how do you learn a new trick? Where nowadays it's like, all right, yo-yo tricks on YouTube yeah. or Google, top 10 yo-yo right. tricks. Like, it was – but to be – in, I mean, I could understand why it was so impressive by, you know, all the yeah. kids because, like, it wasn't readily available to figure out how to do that stuff. So, yeah. um, I mean, it, from the sounds of it, Todd, you're, you're able to do all these cool yo-yo tricks. You're yeah. able to evangelize. Um, you sound to me like a touring, you know, 1980s, early 90s touring youth group like show, you know, oh, where yeah. like, no. let me convert everybody with my yo-yo tricks. I'll get everybody to show up and then I'm going to tell you about uh, Jesus Christ yeah. uh, and convert. Uh, sounds to me 
right up that alley. You should have, you could have went to, you could have took that path. You could have, <laughs> you could could've. be traveling to this day. Yeah. Um, Do you remember thanks. those that came around that like they would rip, they would be like, uh, Oh yeah. The, the, all those beats the, rip the phone books. Oh yeah. And such. Oh yeah. No, we, no, the youth group traveled to go see those folks at other churches. I know. Um, I know. Oh yeah. No, oh. the, 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 the Christian magicians doing their stuff. We, and there was yeah. some folks that would come to the church with, uh, pastels and black lights and do you know sort of an art drawing situation of course that ended up in a sermon of some sort oh yeah no that was yeah that was well, very much you know very much the thing um ripping these phone books saved my life yeah, yeah. <laughs> always a yeah. story like that oh so yeah um, and i guess the 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 other and i guess particularly significant uh item from this time in life is again me and mike and, and Scott used to hang out a bunch. We were in a lot of the same classes. Um, and even though Scott, the Jehovah's Witness, and I would get into it on a religious front, sure. we were still friends. Like, it weren't, wasn't like, oh, you heretic. Like, we would we would have spirited discussions, but when it was all said and done, it's like, hey, you know, you, you want half of my brownie from, you know, <laughs> from lunch or whatever. Like, we were still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott was heavy into Robotech. And Mike had the transformer. I believe it was Jetfire. The oh, okay. The one that turned into a into a plane. Okay. But when he was in robot form, he looked a lot like one of the things from Robotech. Um, and Scott coveted this greatly. Scott had a copy of the Star Wars role playing game book. All right. That Mike was interested in. Uh, so the two of them negotiated a trade, and that's how the Star Wars role-playing game enters the scene in my life. Ah. Um, I mean, it's Star Wars, so I'm interested. This role-playing thing, I'm like, what is that about? And Mike explains to me, you know, it's kind of like Dungeons & Dragons, except instead of, you know, wizards and dragons and stuff, it's Star Wars. Uh-huh. And me, being, you know, the young hyper-Christian, was, oh, Dungeons & Dragons, that's the devil's game. That can't be good. How can you have something so evil that has Star Wars, which is so great? Tell me about this. And so he kind of explained that, yeah, um, everything you've heard about Dungeons and Dragons is, is wrong. Uh, it's not evil. Um, you know, it's a bunch of guys sitting around telling stories, rolling dice. And this is, you know, telling Star Wars stories. I'm like, OK, tell me more. He's like, you know, you create your own character and here's how this works and da, 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 da. And I was like, this is freaking awesome. We're going to give this a shot. And that started a whole realm of hobbiness that persists to this day. That really opened up a whole new world for me on that. Absolutely. Now that's uh, now that be- is a pivotal moment in your life. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. And you know because it was akin to Dungeons and Dragons, which at this point in time I believed was evil, and Mom thought was evil, and because I was a good little Christian. There was a whole conversation with mom of, hey, Mike has this game, Star Wars role-playing game, that we're, we want to play. Just wanted to make sure you're okay. And I I think I did try my darndest to not draw too many parallels to Dungeons & Dragons. Because okay. <laughs> I felt like that would trigger an immediate, oh, heck no. Yeah. Um, but she's like, no, that's fine. You can do that as long as it you know doesn't you know take over your life. Little did she know, it kind of took over my life. <laughs> we, we played a lot. Like, that was what you did. Like, yeah. a, lot of, 
a lot of kids, you know, they come home from school and immediately go out to play basketball until, you know, the streetlights came on. You know, some people would, would go to their buddies and, you know, play Nintendo for four hours solid. I just went to Mike's and we played Star Wars until, you know, dinner time. Like, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't possessed. It wasn't obsessed. It was mm. just, that was my hobby at the time. And I spent a lot of time doing it. So I think that kind of wraps up most of the seventh, eighth grade years uh, that's... and the, the important formative stuff. Well, the behind I... the music really takes a turn in, in the next episode. Really. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, this is the introduction to the gateway of D&D &D and Satanic, yeah. uh, all your mischievous <laughs> that you're going to be causing. Yeah. Plus, more importantly, we we learned about, you know, the the lovely Todd who is doing yo-yo tricks and converting people on the playground. And uh, we now take a huge turn. And this is where life is very interesting and, and fun. So in the fifth installment, we will be talking about D&D &D, high school and so much more. So please Indeed. join us. Yes. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, listeners. Until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Podcast.